Hello, ladies and gentlemen. This is Claudia Monacelli. My avid followers knew this podcast as Pleasure Seeking, the Pleasure Seeking podcast, named after my book, The Magic of Pleasure Seeking. As soon as it's available for pre-order, I'll announce it here. Enjoy your listening. Today, I'm not with a guest. I'm with two guests, and they are sisters. They are sisters who um, prefer to uh, remain anonymous. Uh, They're twin sisters, and um, they're 25-year-old anonymous twin sisters then. And I met them. They're Indian. Um, I met them on their podcast. I was a guest on their podcast that is... um, is called, had quite an interesting name. That's why I got in touch with them. Like Riding a Fish. The podcast is called Like Riding a Fish. but And their website is also called likeridingafish.com. Um, they're always keen to follow their gut, they say, and take the path that's less followed. So, Um, They can continue to develop and grow and probably try to get better at living this crazy life that we lead. So we will refer to them as Blue and Red, the two sisters. Come on in, Blue. Come on in, Red. Hi. 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 (laughs) Thank you for having us on. It's a pleasure. Oh, I was looking so much forward to this. We had so much fun on your (laughs) podcast. Yeah, we sure did. That was a fun episode. (laughs) And this podcast episode is part of this series dedicated to uh, Sushant Singh Rajput, but not necessarily only uh, talking about him. What's interesting is all the idea around him, the impact that he has had on people after his death, um, his success or less success, the world, the world of Bollywood, because I think it's a common, um, it's commonly accepted that he did not commit suicide and he was killed. But I'd like to start by um, asking both of you, and then you decide, just before you start talking, tell me if it's blue or red. Um, I'd like to, you imagine, I've been to India, so it's not for me, but uh, imagine that you're talking to a public who has never been to India or maybe has been very little, and how would you uh, describe the country for them? Okay, so this is right here. Mm-hmm. Um, I think India, it's a very um, complex place, mm-hmm. definitely. I think a lot of people outside India uh, have this one version of India in their mind because that's what, you know, is showcased in the media a lot of the times. It's this yes. place where there's a lot of like um, spirituality and it's a place of maybe like even poverty. Yes. But then there's, there's this one picture of India where you think of yoga and gurus yeah. And yeah, stuff like that. Right, right. But then yeah, in yeah, India is pretty complex because um, we've got multiple like we've got a lot of states and we've got a lot of languages and a lot of like cultures all living together. So it's like um, Indians are not just one set of people. Indians yes. are like a hundred set of people living together. It's a, a huge country. country. Yeah, definitely. And Can like, you give us an idea? Work, of, of how mm-hmm. large it is geographically speaking compare it to another country if you can um, okay so like it's blue here by the way so just uh-huh. dipping in um, yeah. if uh, okay so each state that India has like I'm like let me compare it to United States right everybody there speaks English right that's, right that's the one thing that everybody speaks there in India and Spanish to, they speak one, Spanish too. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but like it's a made at least uh, most people there will communicate in English. But mm-hmm. when you come to India, each state has its own like language, and even if you like move like 500 kilometers this side or that side, the dialects change. Yes, it's that sort of a variety. Mm-hmm. So, uh-huh. for example, right now we're sitting in Chennai, and it's a part of Tamil Nadu, which has uh, Tamil as the ah. language, and it has a very particular culture, but then just a few thousand uh, kilometers away is Kerala, where people speak Malayalam. So it's a, it's like, it's that different. Like, yeah. there's so many cultures that are, like, it's a culture, like, pot, you know, uh-huh. of sorts. But is there um, a national, there are national languages? If I mean, if I go to the... Yeah, like... Uh, yeah. 
a lot of people would want like nowadays there's talks about you know having a particular like language national language uh, most people are like a lot of people are saying that hindi needs to be a national language but i think coming from a very secular place where everybody needs to be included because not yes. everybody speaks like every language yeah. uh, india does not have a official national language uh-huh. for sure uh, and uh, like a lot of people in south india speak south indian languages and in north india it's like uh, mm-hmm. some versions of hindi so uh-huh. uh, like i think the common language then becomes english because that's at least like taught to a lot of people mm-hmm. in india so yeah uh, but yeah we're like a varied bunch of people with like as in you know, most countries like uh, you have different classes and you have caste system and all those right. things also yeah and that's like deep rooted issues also right with right. every country comes everything but yeah i think like ardi mentioned uh, red dino mentioned that we all uh, are like projected in a very typical way yeah. in the media as yeah. at least to the you know foreigners and yeah. even when they come like i think we when we were uh, having a conversation before this you mentioned how indians are like known for their generosity yes there's this common thing uh, in india which is like atithi devo bhava which is like your guest is like god, god. Yes. so you treat them like god so i think a lot of foreigners view that side of us majorly yeah. But yeah, we're a mixed bunch of people, honestly. Yeah, and um, as you were talking about the size thing, India's yeah. like, if you can think about it, it's like one third the size of US, so it's pretty huge. Mm-hmm. And we have like a way yeah. more population than them, so yeah. we are a crowded country yeah. too. Yeah. Um, one thing I, you know, seeing your age group, you know, twenty-five years old, oh. I was wondering, um, what are because you talked about constraints and cultural traditions, what are the cultural traditions and constraints that you at that age feel specifically in um, your I your think, own family culture because yeah, every family um, is different think, yeah definitely i think one thing that um, just pops into my head this is red talking here yeah. um it would definitely be you know like pressures of marriage marriage like uh-huh. getting married yeah i think that's everywhere but then especially in india because yes. um, for women um, you know there's this certain um, deadline kind of a thing that you know by 25 you should be married or by 27 you should be married max uh-huh. so i think that definitely pops up that's something that a lot of our friends also face that just because you hit the 25 deadline you're supposed to at least start looking at the option of getting married at least and if you're not then you know like what are you doing with your life yeah. like for, get going with your next stage well then it's going to be a double wedding <laughs> no <laughs> not probably not yeah, yeah. anyways not so happening anytime yeah so. thankfully our families are a bit more like um on the liberal end so they're like it's on you you do you kind of a thing but then yeah a lot of our friends and Uh, those conversations do definitely pop up yeah and yeah it's blue here another thing is that india as a whole is like a very collectivistic society mm-hmm. so it's like it's about more than the individual it's about the group that you're a part of which ah. is why like family is so important and there is a nature of hierarchy like if you you have elders in your family you listen to them ah. it's by default that you respect them and uh, like if you compare it to united states it's mostly the case that you know uh, individuals are individuals like even parents let go of their children like when they turn 18 yes. in india that's not the case that's why you hear about you know indians staying with their parents because that's a that's a cultural thing uh-huh. you stay with your parents and even when in their old age you take them into your home so mm-hmm. you can take care of them so coming from that ideology i think a lot of parental pressure also plays in family pressure also plays in especially at our age like um, with a lot of people wanting to follow their passions but it not being uh, like a safe route yes. that can be a problem so i think those kind of uh, challenges do uh, appear to our age group for sure mm-hmm. um let's talk about uh, we're talking about the culture the social culture the mm-hmm. media you know because we were talking yeah. about bollywood i mentioned bollywood the media how important like all right let's say i am one of your friends and yeah. a, a covid aside all right so it's mm-hmm. saturday it's a saturday it's a saturday night mm-hmm. um typically let's forget covid but typically on a saturday night do you feel comfortable going out alone as women in india is it something oh. you do or do you generally go out in a group of friends 
Okay, yeah. So, uh, blue here. Mm-hmm. Um, just to set context, like we are from um, upper middle class family in India mm-hmm. who's living in a metropolitan city. Mm-hmm. So things are way different because India also has a lot of rural regions and from like territory to territory, the level of safety of women does change. But like India is one of the top countries which has like women's safety issues for yes. sure. Yes. Um, and yeah, like, uh, but also from our experience, um, like if it's like later than like 10, 11, yes. it's way better. Like if you're with people and uh-huh. like if you're in a cab riding home, like, for for example, if, if we are out and getting a drink and then we're going by a cab back home, then it's for sure a case that a woman would have called up one of her friends on the way home or like texted them uh, yeah. the cab number so that, mm-hmm. you know, they make sure that they're being yeah. tracked or whatever. And uh, but then there are cities like Bombay where, where like people are up till like 3 a.m. So you right. don't need to be worried because there's always people around. But then when you go to Delhi, like at 8 p.m. itself, women start feeling unsafe because the like... The culture there is such that, okay, you might not be the safest if you're roaming around alone. So that's, yeah, I'm not going to underplay that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. that is definitely an issue. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Um, when I went, I was telling, uh, talking to you before, I told you I had gone mm. for a wedding. And mm. my friend never, ever let me go out alone. Never, ever. Yeah. <laughs> not even yeah. for a walk. <laughs> I guess that was just be yeah. out of respect, I guess. Um, yeah sure and as a foreigner also like we're all very um like i said right um guests are gone and mm-hmm. you want to be very protective of people especially yeah. from outside because you might even be taken advantage of without mm-hmm. like knowing right, right because right. Yeah. there's so many people there so yeah i'm pretty sure like I, if there's someone from outside who comes home we are going to be extra cautious yeah i think it's like with every tourist like even if people go to like us or like Italy or mm-hmm. any place where you don't really know the language that's spoken yes. commonly, yes, you're going to be pr- pr- protective of that person because you're like, right. oh, of you course. don't really. Right, yeah. right, right. So um, I was uh, thinking uh, recently, I believe there have been elections. Is that true? Uh, not like entire countrywide. There are some state, state, elections. Yeah, state elections going on, yeah. Oh, n- the national elections haven't come about yet. No, no. they happened a few years back. Ah, okay, okay. All right. So that will it will be in the future in the future. All right. So let's go hit the topic of Bollywood. What is Bollywood? (laughs) Do you have any idea? Um since you're so young, perhaps you grew up when Bollywood was probably starting? Could is that true? Could that be? Because Bollywood is way older, isn't it? Yeah. It's been there for like ages. Like our grandparents have uh been young and like have seen movies you mm-hmm. know yeah like since the 1900s early 1900s like mm-hmm. uh, indian cinema has been there mm-hmm. um yeah but like bollywood has definitely been like a big part of like the indian culture yes uh, especially it's like if you talk to indians uh, it's a common theme of like you know cricket and volleyball are the two ah, things that unite everyone. Oh, okay. Let's talk about this. All right, cricket. I imagine because of the English reign over um, yeah. India, right? Yeah. And yeah. cricket. I, I don't know very much about cricket. All I know is that it could be a game that lasts forever. <laughs> so yeah, there are different like formats of the game. So you have like five day uh, games. You have like one day test cricket. And then you have like 20, 20 matches that get, get over like two, three hours. Ah. So it depends on like how many overs are there, like how many balls. I, are going I to think if we start explaining the game, it's going <laughs> yeah. to take up the entire Yeah, but then definitely it originated as a very lengthy game. Like, so. Have you played? Have either of you played? Uh, um, I like I think every kid growing up in <laughs> India, like yeah. if you're going out, you're playing cricket with your yeah. friends. That's one of the games you do end up playing. But mm-hmm. it's another matter that the bat's always too heavy for us to hold. So we were very bad at it. Uh-huh. But yeah, we cleared it yeah. for sure. <laughs> okay. So you haven't in your lifetime um, experienced, you must have a national election. Yeah. 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 And you were able to vote, right? Yeah. At 18? Yeah, yeah, we were more than 18, but yeah, that's when. It but came that's out. when, okay, so so then you are upstanding citizens, as I just wanted to con- put you into context. Okay, so now we're in Bollywood, and um, as far as you can remember in your age, 
Can you remember one of the first um, actors or actresses that made an impact on you or that you could remember? Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah for sure. Like, uh, Red and I are big Bollywood fans. Like, I think that that we were one of those people who every week were going to the movies. Ah. Um, so we've just grown up with movies. Ooh. And we're, like, yeah, it's just, it's been a very strong relationship. Mm-hmm. And I think one of the first actors that we remember like falling in love with oh. has to be Shah Rukh Khan. Oh. <laughs> like, it, it was, yeah, it was just that it. Like, I think most people growing up our age were either... You mean the, the, the brother of Faisal Khan? No, 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 no. Oh. It's SRK. Yeah, you can go. You can Google it. Ah, okay, um, okay. Yeah. And wh- how old is he now, this actor? He's 50 plus now. Yeah. Okay. He's 50 plus. Yeah, Faisal Khan is the brother of Amir Khan. I think you might have. I mean, I was thinking of Amir Khan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's what, like, growing up, you were either like Amir Khan, Shah Rukh Khan, or Salman Khan. Ah, okay, okay. So there are factions here. I get it. I get it. And um, (laughs) he's still an actor today, then. Yeah, Yeah. definitely is. Is he is a popular actor? Yeah, yeah, I think I think he must be one of the most famous Indian actors. Oh, like yeah, he's he has a very good international following too. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, for sure. He's like the romance. Oh, I get it. Yeah. The romantic. Mm-hmm. I see. I see. I see. <laughs> and then after him, who came up in the in your interests? Hmm. I think then I guess it was like Ranveer Singh that you know. Which is like a few, 10 years ago. Yeah, 10 years ago. But then right. I think, yeah, for the longest time, it was just SRK's reign, Shahrukh Khan's reign. But yeah, there are a lot of like yeah. young actors who um, definitely have now taken center stage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think uh, like when we were younger, we were just like, you know, <laughs> gobbling up whatever we saw. Yeah. As we've grown older, it's become a lot more yeah. about the craft and the yes. story and the plot. Yes. So it's not just like one actor. It's like... Of course. A, a, Failed bunch of things and like especially the movies that come with them. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Interesting, interesting. Um, then we come to this actor in in particular yeah. because um, people started writing to me um, over and over about um, Sushant Singh Rajput since his death and had asked me to channel him and I had no clue and it started. Um, very, I think it was maybe October, September of last year. Mm. And um, and then I realized that this was not just any person or soul no, because I was working with him at the soul level. Apart from me as an outsider seeing the phenomenon that people just uh, wanted, they, they, it was like, I, I think many, many years ago when Frank Sinatra died and all the ladies were smooth, oh. swooning, you know, I got that same feeling. But um, was he that famous when he was alive? Yeah, yeah. definitely. I think, um, you know, just the fact that we talked about Shah Rukh Khan, that mm-hmm. brings up a lot of comparisons because mm-hmm. when Sushant Singh Rajput also... Um, became like did his first film he, there were a lot of comparisons made to uh, Shah Rukh Khan because they both started uh, in the television and they ah. both were you know non-Bollywood fraternity people people who weren't you know connected to Bollywood right. in any sort of way right. so they kind, kind of came up because of their own talent yes and um yeah, yeah, I still remember yeah, and yeah. we went to watch his first movie Kai Poche mm-hmm. and uh in yeah, we didn't know what to expect. And when I when was that? Do you remember then. when that was his first movie? 2013, I okay. believe. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we were not, uh, we were definitely not adults. We were still like in 17, yeah. 16, 15, mm-hmm. 16, something like that. And we yeah. went to watch it and we had no idea of like who this person was because we had not seen his shows. Right. And we categorically remember, I think every, that was a unan- unanimous thing. Like you walked out being like, this guy is talented. Ah. For sure. Like that. That film was such that me like and his performance was such that you all immediately had that impact. And I think everybody knew from that day that okay, this like because a lot of people from television would want to come to the films and right. would not be successful in doing that. Yeah. So I think uh, by the first film, if you feel like, oh my god, this actual guy might actually make it, yeah. it was that kind of a feeling for uh-huh. everybody. So he, yeah, he definitely made an imp- like imprint and an impact on the Indian audience. Like with his first film itself. 
Uh-huh. Well, mm. that's interesting. But but then it almost seemed to me that he became even more famous after mm. he passed, after his death. Yeah, um I it's I I I wouldn't say more famous. Mm-hmm. I think uh just the you know just the way it all happened and it all just as came as a shock and you know uh the impact of someone's like passing away is always higher when you know it's a yes. young soul yes. right and it was an untimely death and when that sort of a thing happens it just like the passions are more wilder yeah. so i think i think people always knew of him and people always loved him but it just uh became like a yeah a wildfire yeah sorts. it's there many yeah. uh, this happens in countries all over the world and because mm. um the demography you know the population is is such in india that the 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 numbers are so high it has an a greater impact um yeah. and then now there's this uh, uh, second actor that's similar there there has been many parallel parallelisms between sushant and siddharth shukla um have you do you know uh, siddharth did you know him before yeah. he passed yeah um, very very slightly we didn't like consume a lot of like his shows but yeah he was also a big uh, personality in the television industry mm-hmm. so you obviously like most indians would have like heard of him or like known him from somewhere so yeah we definitely did know a bit about him but then again um, his death was a shock to everyone shock, yeah. and his passing yeah so i think yeah I think yeah I've also noticed that a lot of like parallels have been drawn between yeah and I think the last few years not just in India um, like all over the world we've seen so many um, especially people we are talking about the entertainment industry so like mm-hmm. so many people in the entertainment industry just like suddenly pass away without like right. people expecting it even Chadwick Boseman like in India also we had so many more actors so I think yeah. it's just been like one hit after the other yeah mm-hmm. especially during covid because death yes. definitely has been around us yeah. so you know just and celebrities deaths are definitely much more like um visible because they're always on the media and right. also so, they impact so many people not just their family right yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah so so yeah definitely that leads a chord well i i'd like to now turn the topic a little bit and turn the focus mm-hmm. on you too. Um yeah. let's start because I I mentioned I was a guest on your podcast. What uh, made you decide to start a podcast? How did you start it? Oh. <laughs> okay, so um I think 2019 itself, right? Yeah, uh, 2019 was a year where like it, it was a tough year for us, a confusing year for us because we had just this, like finished our education and we were just wondering what do we want to do next we didn't right. like a lot of uh, people in our uh, age group would directly like take on a job mm-hmm. and we went the you know off beaten path to just be like okay let's hit pause and see actually what we want to do right and that year like obviously uh, when you're not doing stuff and all your peers are it hits your self esteem it hits your yes. confidence it, it really makes you like confused about where you're going Right. And I think in that sort of a phase where we didn't know what to do, mm-hmm. we just had to channel our creativity somewhere. And Red one day was like, "You know what? Let's start a podcast." And we're not people who are, you know, clearly <laughs> like we're even anonymous right now. <laughs> but we've not been people who've been on social media. We just like not those people. So yeah. when Red said that, I was like, "Okay, you know that sounds exciting. Like it sounds like a task, and it sounds challenging enough, and it'll take up like in a good enough time of." you know our day and i think that's just how it started it was just But like a what about uh, the name the name like riding <laughs> a fish it's so, so unique yeah, that was yeah <laughs> that was blues uh, invention definitely <laughs> so we were just talking about you know we wanted our podcast to be about life because we were contemplating a lot of life's issues while just sitting at home um so um yeah so a uh, blue was one day like well, how about you know something like like riding a bicycle because like, you know people just uh, quote that a lot of the time yes. it's as easy as like riding a bicycle but like yeah. it's not as easy as doing that <laughs> i get yeah, it and you can't really you know even if you've learned some doing or if you've learned living life once and you know 
the next stage is not going to be the same you've got to like relearn stuff and just keep on evolving so she was like how about like riding a fish and i was like why fish she was like because it's absurd and life is absurd so i was like okay i i wasn't up for the idea at first i was like contemplating but i was like you know what let's just give into it yeah, yeah. it's unique as you said it stands out so well yeah, is it a, a weekly podcast do you put out an episode each week or or bi-weekly how does it go yeah it's weekly most of the times but we are not as regular sometimes because oh. we're lazy and we get caught up with life and work yeah, of course so yeah but we try to do a weekly episode at yeah. least yeah yeah and has it been successful that you know of are you able to round up your friends to listen and um how did because you said you weren't on social media but then i know that you're on you're on instagram because you're a follower of mine and i follow you but uh you did start with the social media then did that yeah we had to because yeah you have to we were anonymous yeah Yeah. we were anonymous like we still are but like we there was literally no one it was just the two of us who knew for like at least six months because we didn't want the baggage of you know expectations of people suddenly like being like what because it was really it still is a very personal project for us yes it's just like we've repeatedly said this to each other that it's therapy for us because we sit down every week and just talk Yes, and like things of the week just let out, and so uh, our intent was just to like talk to each other and talk ah. through stuff we wouldn't normally ah. like sit and talk. Give about. me an example and so we can get people interested. Um, let's say the to- last week's topic. How did that work? Yeah. Oh, that was based on um, a conversation we had after watching Squid Game. Did you watch that? It just. Um, it's a show up. that's blown up on Netflix. Yeah. Squid no. Game. What is it called? It's, it's Squid Game. No, I've never heard of it. I'll write <laughs> it down. I, it's, yeah, it's I a hope we have show. it here in Italy. Yeah, and it's doing the waves right now. And we uh, we just like randomly chanced upon it on Netflix and we saw it. And uh, we didn't expect it to blow up because it was a Korean show. So we didn't think, you know, people would, uh, they would get the audience it has gotten now. And uh, so when it did blow up uh, and there's a, uh, we just like found because we've been consuming Korean content for like a year now. Yeah. So we just noticed that there were some things that we caught on because we've been like a year long consumer uh-huh. of, that was like very culturally heavy and sensitive. And like we were language able to, specific. yeah, language specific that we were able to catch on to. But we knew like a, a foreign audience would not be consuming Korean content uh-huh. wouldn't catch on to that. So it was just like a commentary. Uh, that was just a commentary episode but yeah. then like when we're talking about life we talk about like stuff like you know the what is the purpose of life and or uh you know something as silly as you know why we believe you shouldn't have friends as roommates <laughs> so it can just be a varied <laughs> a varied range what we want to talk about that week uh but it's just like to and the like you said, it hasn't been successful for us because starting out, we did not have any expectations. Right. Just the fact that, you know, and we got onto social media just to get some sort of a, a listening. listening because right. how else do you reach out to people? Right. And just the fact that we've been able to connect to like some awesome people who really yes. think like us and, yeah. uh, you know, even just come on this podcast. So these opportunities have just come about and like any, like even one listener coming on, who we don't know of in real life mm-hmm. is like we count a success and uh-huh. that's that's been the case now of course we have a few friends we've told our parents know a few of our siblings know so then it uh, you know we have that listening audience there <laughs> but the true like winner has been like connecting with random strangers who say that they think like us or they right. don't think like us but want right. to talk of course to us. of yeah. course um because yeah. in, i know that uh, not everyone in the world is a twin and obviously that has <laughs> been influential in in both of your lives um and since since as, as far as you could remember has it always been mm-hmm um an issue or it's never goes away i mean you are together you <laughs> are we're born together um what does it feel like to be a twin <laughs> i think this is one question that has been posed to us the most often ah. uh, like since we were kids we're like people are like how does it feel like to have a twin and we're like um we don't really know any difference so we can't mm. tell you what you know it That's feels right. like what stands out but yeah i think uh, just from conversations with people uh, one thing that uh, 
jumps out is because we are not those twins who are not friends or we're not the twin those twins who are not similar we're actually very similar in a lot of our ways oh. we have similar ho- the same hobbies we have very similar likes and preferences and stuff like that but then our personalities are very different so mm-hmm. a lot of like people who do you know who are mutual friends and like people who are in our lives mm-hmm. they do say that you know we can't imagine you guys not being together because um by luck or by pure chance or by you know our own choices yeah. we've just had a very um similar journey to now yeah. at least mm-hmm. so yeah i think i think that would be a bit interesting to see if we both have different um lives yeah. and are not you know similar <laughs> or even like not connected and like because yeah. uh we've gone to the same school we ended up somehow in the same colleges uh-huh. and uh now after we decided like what we finally figured out what to do with life we mm-hmm. we actually like have come together as like a, a freelancing, freelancing team. team and ah. we work together even with Good. clients so it's literally been uh, at least our roads have been the same Good. so i think for a lot of people it's it's i think uh, the way they see it and that's how i think now like when people ask me right uh, what do you think of being twins and what not um what comes to mind is that we have a support in each other because yeah. like there's always backup where yeah. a lot of people might feel like they're alone and in yes. very like separate we at least always feel a little connected because we are very close yeah. but also um, there's a view point where it's like maybe you're too connected and you're too dependent ah, on yeah. each other mm-hmm. yeah so yeah i think it's a very uh, risky balance between that yeah. those mm-hmm. two worlds um we were we talking doing. about bollywood before have either of you ever grown up with the idea of wanting to be in movies has that ever occurred um, i think uh, like i it's i think the movie industry uh, for sure is I think for most Indians is a very aspirational industry mm. as in it's because uh, okay one thing about Indians is we really hold our celebrities and especially the movie stars in a very high light uh-huh and uh, I think when you compare it with other countries the passion with which we love our uh, stars movie stars uh-huh. is unparalleled for sure ah uh, i see uh, there's the, that amount of a craze okay like um if you go to for example shahrukh khan's house on any random day you will at mm-hmm. least find like 10 20 30 people in front ah. of his house just waiting to get a glance uh-huh. and on his birthdays it's literally like filled with 1000 people you need to have like police everywhere and all the sort of things so it's uh-huh. that sort of a world that we live in so i think we never actively wanted to be part of the movie movies but mm-hmm. uh, it would be like I, we have to point it out because when we were in college and there was an opportunity to intern we both went into the bollywood industry to intern <laughs> i went as a pr uh, person and our red went as a uh, marketing. marketing person in the ah. entertainment business uh-huh. so i think the uh, but i think two months doing that we both were like okay it's so close to home mm-hmm. and it's so close to things that we like yeah. that it's uh, like you know the business side of it just dampens it yeah. yeah so i think once we charm. did that we were like okay no i think that's for us it's better as consumers mm-hmm. for sure yeah. um what is um you know you you said that many things have been solved today the freelancing and you've worked things out together in many respects um what have been the greatest obstacles for you um in your life so far i mean this goes beyond the idea of being a twin obviously yeah 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 um yeah i think a blue here mm-hmm. um for me um i think for the longest time it was just i saw myself as a, a student because yeah. it was the easiest thing that came to me ah. which was like learning it i didn't have to take put in too much time or effort mm-hmm. it, i was just a lucky you good. you must have been a yeah. good student <laughs> yeah and it it came without a lot of pressure or anxiety mm-hmm. for me luckily so uh, for me that was a very easy part to take even when i didn't know what i wanted to do i just knew i needed to like go and take a graduate course mm-hmm. and then once i got done with my graduation i was like oh should i go for a job or post graduation even when i didn't know what i wanted to do i selected post graduation uh-huh. so it was like that so for, so for me i think the biggest challenge is to be like 
identify what I actually like doing ah. and I what I actually want my life to look like. Well, that was a and big challenge for you, a big obstacle. Yeah. Really? Yeah. And yeah. Well, well, why? <laughs> Were there too many choices? Uh, what um, was the what yeah, made I it think, difficult? Yeah, I think a part of it was that I usually am good at a lot of I'm not trying to boast here. I'm yeah. just like I'm not bad at the You at have the a lot of interests. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. So one was that, but second was uh, I had always grown up with this vision that I'll be working a nine to five because that's what my parents do. So ah. I never thought differently. Uh -huh. So if anybody, like if you go to our college people and ask them, oh, uh, would blue and red here be freelancers? I think most of them would have said no. No, uh -huh. they won't be like entrepreneurs. They would be in a corporate job is what they would have said. Mm -hmm. So I think I just went with that plan Idea. in my head. Mm -hmm. I just never thought for myself yeah. till I had to. Uh -huh. And thankfully, I did that when I was like 23. Ah. So at least it was not too late. So at 23, I think that was my year when I was like, okay, what do I actually want my life to look like? <laughs> yeah. And I think when I actually sat down to do that, uh, it became easier. It became but easier. I think what about the biggest red? obstacle was not. Yeah. yeah, I think very similar to that, but I won't say the same answer because yes, I do agree with that because we both had that issue. But then I think my different obstacle was definitely like just finding um, the right balance of relationships to have because um, and what, you mean in uh, life, emotional relationships, romantic relationships or public relationships? Uh, general, like, general, like mm -hmm. whatever kind of relationship that uh -huh. I have because then, uh, because, um, you know, when I entered uh, back in school it was all because you always have you know a different group of people in every class that you yeah do. so you just kind of like um become friends with everyone and you're chill and you're just doing that but then going into college you're just kind of like everyone tells you and the media also tells you that you're supposed to have this big group of like the group like a circle of friends that are like mm -hmm. supposed and you're supposed to party together and go to trips together mm -hmm. and just have fun together all the time and so that's what i started off with because i was like yeah that's what a friend circle should be like that's what a friend circle has to be mm -hmm. even if my um, understanding of that was different back in school but then you're just like yeah this is what life is supposed to be like and so you know a lot of the times that has happened where you just get feel that relationships have to be a certain way that you yeah. have to have a certain type of a group around you but then mm -hmm. you realize it doesn't work for you and right. then it affects you mentally emotionally physically and stuff like that so I think that definitely was uh, an obstacle because I didn't really know what would work for me so mm -hmm. I had to try and test with different kind of people and different kind of like um, circumstances and situations to finally come at a point where I'm like oh, I don't have to pressure myself to uh -huh. be you know in this certain situation or yeah. to be in this certain this type of like relationship definitely so yeah, I think that was one big obstacle to just find my own center in the relationships mm -hmm. and, and now yeah. you, you mentioned freelancing is it something you are both doing together opening a business mm -hmm. or two different types of freelancing oh no we work together so ah. we both did marketing yeah uh -huh. so we're a marketing team so but yeah we have our own skill sets so we do apply it um, okay differently yeah yeah mm -hmm. but then and, yeah we do work more together uh -huh. and what about mama and papa how did they feel about this choice? Um, yeah, they were completely <laughs> taken aback because they taken both come aback, from like, yeah. Uh, yeah, they both come from very traditional um, jobs because like our dad's uh, a businessman and an engineer and like our mom's a teacher. Mm -hmm. So, you know, uh, it was kind of like, um, so they expected and like everyone just expected it that we'd always be in a corporate job because it's kind of, you know yes. a safe option yes and um yeah and we never really voiced anything different so that was kind of what was expected so just jumping off right after our post-graduation our parents were like yeah you're gonna get a job so we're like no we're not gonna take a job we're gonna take a break and just figure this out so they're like okay and then we both did join a, an agency and they, we both worked there for like six seven months mm -hmm. but then we again decided to quit and we're like we're freelancing now and we're like that's not the right decision really but then they couldn't really do anything about it because they saw how miserable the two of us were so they yeah. were like okay you do you but if you're crying a year later about you know uh, look my friends have this position my friends are earning this much and I'm I'm not if you're going to come crying about that then it's on you like they mm -hmm. told us that that you Good. have to know these 
risks that you're taking. But of yeah, course, both of you. Really do that's not going to happen. Yeah. That's not going to happen. We don't cry. Here. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah, yeah, like a year later now, we've been yeah. doing it for a year almost. Yeah. yeah more than that, uh, our parents are like, they see it. They see the vision that we had ah. for the life that we're living right now. So they, yeah. they now know, they get it what we were getting but I think like most parents now that's exciting that's exciting so let's say that we started talking about India and the social cultural and the economic financial difficulties and non-difficulties but here we're coming back to that because we have two young women you know and Mm -hmm. typically women are not the business entrepreneurs you know Uh, not I'm saying at a level today, women still have yeah. a hard time all over the world. Yeah, right? So so in that position, it's only a year, I know. And of course, you can't count your fame and fortune and your progress yet. But you're getting an idea of the difficulties and what is going well. Um, is the work that you are both doing linked to the econ- the economy of India, or would your activity thrive despite financial hardships that the country would be going through? Because you're offering a service, correct? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And um, would that marketing service always be relevant, even in a downturn, even if, let's say you have a client, let's say you have um, um, a a multi I'm going to throw a multinational yeah. at you a nice big yeah. client uh, the company's name is ABC and then you have yeah. another client that's a small company XYZ and uh, uh, of course one is going to feel the economic difficulty more than the other mm. and so I'm not saying that the name of the game would be to have huge clients because there are mm. economic trends at a at a world level as well. But in this yeah. sense, do you see yourself because you're basing your you know your ideas what you're going to say on what you've experienced just in one year? Do you see yourselves still mm, being able to survive when economic difficulties occur at the national level um okay so it's blue here yeah i like that yeah um i think so when we decided to go into freelancing it yeah. was like in the middle of COVID. oh yes it yes, was like definitely yeah Couldn't get so worse. it was already yeah i think uh, especially considering like the marketing world a lot of companies had like cut down their marketing budgets because obviously they were not getting the same kind of income yeah. Uh, when COVID and everything was going on. So uh, I think for us, one of the considerations was also the timing. Yeah. Um, and we did wonder whether we would get the kind of clients that we were looking for. Ah. And uh, fortunately, uh, I don't know, I think in the marketing world, especially what happens is people bounce back again. Yes. Because when they're not uh, like, you know, marketing is for sure sometimes the first place you cut of yes. the money but it's yes. also the first place you want to spend on when you want new, yes. clients, new yes. customers yeah so the bounce back rate i think in that field is higher yeah and good. secondly i think good what worked for us and i think hopefully will keep working for us is we don't like to pigeonhole ourselves to like this is the service we provide yes good because as we said that we both are still not we have a varied skill set and we also are not very much into just doing the one thing we like to keep experimenting and like yeah. changing and increasing our skills and like just trying it out so uh, so I think that's what is also I think very important uh, because right now especially most of us don't know what are the uh, skills that will be required 10 downs the line like 10 years down the line right uh, things are changing so fast so if you don't keep upgrading yourself if you don't yeah. keep like seeing what is actually of value to yes. people out there uh, it's very easy to fall behind. So I think for yeah. us, the primary thing now we're focusing on is, you know, what is the client looking for? What is the place they actually need the value in? Yeah. And we'll try to see if we can fit ourselves in that place. Mm-hmm. But I think it gets, you know, when you get caught up with work, it gets easier to let go of, you know, upskilling yourself. 
Yes. So one more thing that Ardi and I have to be very, um, and we are trying to be very aware of, is that we don't take so much on our plate that we, yes. you know, are not thinking yes. about the future. We're not yeah, planning yeah, ahead. Yeah. So we have now started like saying no to some clients. Good Just so you. we have like some extra hours. Yes, of course. Uh, to like at least figure it out. So, I mean, all I of think, these yeah. episodes that you have spoken about, and learning mm-hmm. about life, obviously, it has helped you to make this big decision of going freelance. Yeah, yeah. I think it was uh, around the 40th chapter or whatever, uh, some episode of us, like uh, halfway through uh, are doing this podcast that um, we did an episode called Should We Quit or Not? Ah. And that was just us processing um, our doubts about you know, the job that we were doing because we loved the place we were working at. Yes. But then uh, the job didn't really speak to us. So, and we were like, nine to five doesn't really speak to us. Uh, so we I, had an I episode that was dedicated to, yeah, just uh, working through, out. yeah, working through our thoughts. And then again, like two weeks later, we made the decision to quit. And then we had another episode being like, yeah, we quit. And this is yeah. why we quit. And so, yeah, I think the podcast, like, as I'm saying, you know, a lot of times, especially with people like the two of us, we're introverts and we tend to do a lot of internal thought uh, processing. Are you both introverts? Both of you? Yeah, I think Ah. a blue here, I'm more of an ambivert, Uh I'd say. But um, yeah, I think uh, we only open up with people we actually like connect with and Uh uh, yeah, all those sorts of things. Uh But I think a bigger problem is that uh, I th- I say it's a problem because now we're coming to realize that when you keep a lot of things in and you don't talk yes. it out, yes. it usually goes out of hand. Well, so uh, I think for us, even though we're very close, yes. a lot of problems, even if we're facing together, mm-hmm. we won't talk to each other about it. Oh, I can't believe that. Break. I can't believe yeah, that. Because we literally have to come to a place of breakdown where we will, then we will talk about our problems. Wow. I think a lot of it has also to do with, you know, um, we've just experienced it or just we've internalized this type of thinking that mm-hmm. if I verbalize it to like the other person, yes. the other person's also going to like get weighed down by it and we're uh, both going to be in that stress uh, handle. So we're you're like, not worried about being judged. No, 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 it's no. not ah, about okay. judgment. It's about mm-hmm. you're going to put the boat, like the two I see. of us, like in that same I see. boat. Mm-hmm. And so who's going to be the strength, right? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Then yeah. About, yeah. And also, I think we both have a very strong wish to like solve it, yeah. uh, like by ourselves, like yes. our own problems. Yes. So when we're not able to and we actually break down, we're like, okay, now we need to speak. Yeah. So for us, I think what the I think the frequency of the breakdowns is for sure like yes. reduced because of the podcast. Uh-huh. Because it Good. means that every week we're coming together and like Good. talking, right? Right. Yeah. <laughs> so well, I then think, I, I think I, us, you're going to have to make a promise, both of you. I'm going to ask you okay. to promise me that we will yeah. update this conversation <laughs> yeah. in the future Yeah. when you have uh, to tell me about your work, this new uh, business, this new freelance business. And, um, yeah. I, you know, and then we could link it to the economic situation in India. And that will be a really interesting um, yeah. conversation. You said that the um, elections will be in the future. When is the future national elections in India? Do you know? So we had it. Yeah. So we had it in 2019. Yeah. So the next one will be... Five years. Five. Okay. Sure. I mean, in Italy, uh, it should be five years, but there's always a turnaround. It never gets to the fifth year. It always falls (laughs) before the fifth year, but that doesn't happen, I guess, in your country. No, no. Uh I I, I don't think that's going to happen. Okay, well. So it's going to be 2024 now. All right, but I don't want to wait for 2024. I'll wait (laughs) for 2022. All right, 2022. Another season. When the season changes, promise me that we'll be here again and talk about the, the latest experiences, okay? Yeah, yeah. So we would love to do oh, that. Oh, <laughs> great. That would be great. Thank you so much for taking the time today to come. I really appreciate it. Blue, red, yeah. a big kiss, and we'll talk again soon. Bye-bye. Thank yeah. you so much for having us on. And a you're pleasure. always like a kind listener to <laughs> Bye-bye. Yes, it's always Thanks. a pleasure. Thank yeah. you. Bye-bye. Bye.